Hello, hello, hello. My name is Carita Robert Green, and welcome to the Unwrap Your Gift podcast, the show where we dance in conversation about all things to do with life, how to find your gifts, and hear stories from inspirational people around the world. You will learn how to celebrate who you truly are, unwrap your gifts, and step into your true, authentic power. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. I am so excited today to be joined by the amazing Alex Ostergaard. (laughs) So I'm just going to share a bit of information about who Alex is and he will share about his journey. So Alex started his career at Google and then went on to work at other big tech companies like Uber and eBay. During this time, he experienced a number of imposter syndrome and never felt good enough despite promotions and doing well in his job. This led to a lot of self-induced stress, anxiety, and eventually burnout. Since then, he's been on a mission to help people from the corporate world to optimize their mindset about and avoid making the same mistakes that he did. He now works with a variety of clients from big corporations to help them overcome imposter syndrome, improve self-confidence, and find a stronger sense of purpose. Wow, wow, wow. Alex, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. (laughs) That was an amazing intro. You've been on such a journey in your life so far. There's been highs, there's been lows. So I really want to hear some more information. Just tell me and share with the audience a bit about your journey so far. Yeah, absolutely. So for starters, I'm half English, half Danish, but I was born and raised in France. And so depends how how far you want me to go, but I'll, I'll go for the whole story. Uh, but I, I won't make it too long. But essentially, I grew up and as a child and as a young child, I was always very good at things. I was the, the I was a fast runner. I was good at sports. I was good in school. And I was often told that I was a natural. I was, oh, I was you're a natural at this. You're so good at this. And while my parents probably had the best interest by doing that, what what they didn't what, what ended up happening is that I I started only doing the things that, that I was good at. And I, I built this belief that if you're not great at something to start with, then, then you're not good at it. So I would kind of avoid whenever things got hard, I, I would abandon and, and just keep on doing the things that I was good at. Mm-hmm. And so one of the first times that I, like I hit, hit a wall with this was at school. So I, I used to be, like I said, top of the class. And then around the age of 13, 14, when suddenly you have to start doing homework and you actually have to, to start doing work outside of school to, to, to maintain the good grades. Then I, my grades started to plummet. And then I just thought, oh, well, I'm just not good at school. Uh, and, you know, the French, the French school system is also extremely elitist and there's this grading system. And so, you know, I started to develop these, these beliefs around my intellectual capabilities and that I just wasn't as clever, I wasn't as intelligent as, as everyone else. And, uh, and then so you know, I still managed to get through life and I would always do the bare minimum and, and get just scrape, scrape through. And, uh, and eventually I, I got in to, to university at a really like a good business school, Copenhagen business school. But one of the reasons or I got in, or at least that's how I justified at the time was 
because it was 2008 and this was just before the financial crisis so there were, hardly anyone was studying it was the lowest grade point average you needed to to get in uh, and so I in my head I was like oh I just got this amazing lucky break and just again scraped through got into this business business school and all the years after us all the, the grade point average was so much higher and I would have never gotten in if I hadn't applied that exact year so again so I you know already that maybe this is the first time I start feeling a bit like an imposter and and then I got my first internship at this huge um, pharmaceutical called Neuronoris. But the, the, the lucky break I got there was that I, I applied. It was in the summer and it was a, they promoted that internship really badly. So very, very few people applied. And I ended up, you know, one of the 20, 30 people that applied, which was nothing. And so then I got that job. But, but again, it was like, oh, lucky break because you know, there just weren't that many applicants. So again, in that job, I, I felt like a, an imposter. Um, and, but then I started to, you know, feel this, well, I would, I would attach my sense of self-worth as well to, to being in the business school, to working at this company. And, and eventually towards the end of my studies, I applied for a job at Google. And so again, in my head, the only reason I, I got, I, I got to interview was because I had this lucky break in Copenhagen Business School and I had this lucky break at this big pharmaceutical. So I had a good, fairly good CV. And then they, 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 the interviews go well because I'm very good at interviewing, but you know, deep down, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> and, uh, and, and then they said, oh, can you send us your grades from high school and, and university? And I'm, I send them my grades. And then they're like, oh, actually, we, after reviewing your grades, we, uh, we'd like to do some additional interviews just to, to make sure. Uh, so then I was like, oh, I'm about to be found out. And so they gave me two additional interviews. And one of them, they, they decided to do it in, in French because, um, because they wanted to test my French because I had French on my CV. So I did this interview and, I, and the, my interviewer turned out, well, my French was way better than hers. So during the interview, I was kind of helping her ask me questions. And, and at the end, I, I even said, oh, you know, that you, you did really well. Like your French is really good. Um, so again, another lucky break. And I got the job and, and eventually, yeah, throughout the whole time, I felt like an imposter. And I, I had a bit of a, I had a, a bad manager, first manager, which, you know, started really making me feel like not confident in the workplace. I was afraid of being found out. I experienced anxiety and stress for the first time. And, and you know, but then the easiest thing to do was switch jobs. Then I, I, I started working at Uber. And then that's when, you know, I again felt like an imposter a lot of the time. And, and I, I discovered, you know, the political game that you can play in, in companies. I'm sure you're, you're familiar with that, where it's all about sending the right emails and like making it appear like you're doing loads of work and, but, you know, without doing much. And if on top of that, you're feeling like an imposter, I was, I felt that I was, I had this whole house of cards around me that was protecting me. And eventually at one point that house, house of cards fell down mm. and I had a burnout. Uh, and so that was a really low point in my life. Um, and, but, but eventually like it turned out to be one of the best things that's ever happened to me because it was kind of this wake up call that I need to focus on myself. I need to work, work on my, my self-confidence. I need to 
to work on taking better care of my body of of, of myself and that opened up or put me down this personal development uh, journey which you know a couple of years later uh, I discovered the world of coaching and and so now over the last two and a half years I've I've been helping people who are in similar position to me to avoid making all the same mistakes like like you said in the introduction that that I made so that they can hopefully not not feel like imposters or at least welcome the feeling of imposters and see that it's actually a good thing for them uh, so that they can navigate their life and not have the same level of stress and anxiety that I had wow so yeah sorry that was a bit long but <laughs> no that's awesome we're dancing in a conversation so this is just a freestyle conversation we're going to dance there's going to be highs and lows and we're just going to share that's it that was an mm. amazing story and what I really got from that is the consistency of feeling like an imposter mm. all the way from school then you go to work and it's like it can never be that you're actually amazing <laughs> yeah. you know, there's always a reason other than I'm just really good at this and yeah. that was a consistent theme throughout your life and I think just by you sharing that I'm sure so many people listening to this can relate to feeling like an imposter at some point in their life even myself, when I first started coaching, I could totally relate to feeling like <laughs> it's, it's a massive thing. So mm. I'm so glad that you actually was able to share it because not everyone admits that they have it. They just pretend, you know, yeah. they pretend that they're, they're happy in their job or when they get a new job, they're happy that they got it. But really deep down, they're waiting to be found out. Yeah. Like you just talked about the house of cards. It's like, you're just waiting, looking behind your shoulder. Like when are people going to realize that really I'm not good at this and I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Oh, dear. Amazing. Amazing. So what would you say, how would you, for those people who may not have ever heard of imposter syndrome, I know we just talked about it before, just share a bit about, because you teach it now. So mm. just tell us a bit about what imposter syndrome is and how it occurs for people. Yeah, so I guess imposter syndrome is is that, like you said, that feeling that you're going to be found out so that you're kind of in a, in a position, maybe at work, and you deep down, you feel like maybe you got a lucky break, maybe you don't really deserve to be there. And so you have these these feelings that, you know, I, I shouldn't be where I am right now. And at some point, someone's going to find me out. It's kind of feeling a bit like a fraud mm. in, in your position. Mm -hmm. and you mentioned that was a really good explanation about it feeling like a fraud in your position mm -hmm. and, and usually when people are, uh, have imposter syndrome they're probably doing something quite what people see as successful on the outside yeah. right something that that they they should feel lucky that they have yeah uh, and that feeling like a fraud you mentioned that eventually that led to burnout for you mm -hmm. so what was that like that burnout because you was pretending for a while and then eventually burnout happens so that's the impact of just pretending for so long yeah or feeling like you're pretending what was the burnout like well it was it was the the accumulation of stress stress and anxiety that came from pretending essentially and and it was when you when you when you're afraid of being found out and then you kind of you feel that you're getting closer and closer and closer to that point and then you you've been just pretending and you know trying to work extra hard and, and work longer hours to compensate for that and then at one point I mean it my body just was like like shut down essentially from the stress and, and the anxiety and at the time I didn't necessarily know how to deal with stress how to 
yeah, how to overcome it or how to to be okay with it. And and so I let it maybe build up and I saw it as a bad thing and I combined it with these feelings of of fraud, fraud and being found out. And so then the way I experienced this was one day I couldn't even look at my screen. I, I couldn't even everything was blurry and and I I went to doctor doctor and she said oh yeah you're having a burnout you need to stop working right now and wow. yeah so that's kind of how I found it out I didn't even necessarily know about the concept of of burning out mm. until yeah I thought it was something that just happened to others who yeah. were who were weak oh yeah. oh that's interesting yeah yeah. That's the, interesting. <laughs> yeah the shame as well I mean like that's one thing that, that I experienced when I had it was this this shame it's it's you know it's one thing being find that found out but then there's there's also the shame that you experience mm. uh, and what will people think and you know and I hid it for as, as long as I could remember as well didn't mm. want people to find out I was just gone on a, an extended holiday <laughs> <laughs> so there's and a then, stigma you know, there's a stigma yeah. around it as well right yeah for sure for sure I mean, there's a reason why we're pretending. It's because we feel that if people find out, it we we lose our sense of self in a sense because we we often attach our self worth to what we're doing, mm. and 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 so if suddenly we're not we can't do what we're doing, then it's like our, our whole identity gets gets shattered. Yeah, I think you've touched on a really important point just there about identity and how we attach ourselves to certain companies or organizations and we feel like if we're in these big companies and we've got these big names behind our back then people will see us as see us as successful yeah so then what happens when that disappears yeah yeah a lot of people are going through redundancies at the moment and they're losing their jobs and then they're having to navigate the world of work from scratch yeah what advice would you give to people who may be in those situations? Yeah, so, I mean, I would connect to, to you know, what's what's really going on underneath. And a lot of the time, what's what's really going on underneath is that there's a reason why we've, we attached our sense of self-worth to, to the companies that, that, uh, that we work for, to the big brands that we hide behind. And that's because deep down, there's there's this sense that we're not enough just as ourselves right and so if you can kind of investigate a bit on 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 this feeling and and i mean it ta- it can take it takes a lot of a lot of work but but i think the key is to 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 focus on on self care self love self esteem and start treating yourself like like someone that you love mm-hmm. uh, and you can do that by taking better care of your needs so getting better at setting boundaries saying no because that's that's kind of like voting towards uh towards yourself because by setting boundaries by saying no it's it's a vote of self-love towards yourself because you're telling your body and your your mind that you actually value yourself Mm -hmm. and so it would be to you know the to focus on how can i improve my self-esteem how can i improve my self-worth and the best way to do that is to to start treating yourself as as someone that you love and or you know people say treat yourself as you would your best friend but i'd say even further treat yourself as if you were the five-year-old version of you and you just you want to hug them and give some love yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) i love that i love that 
And I feel like that was really powerful because so many people don't realize how attached they are to to something through identity until it disappears. Mm. Yeah. Or they burn yeah. out. Yeah. So what is it that you do now? Because you you touched on it slightly. You're a coach yeah. and you've moved away from the corporate world and now you're like a full time coach online. Yes. Just share a bit more about what you do now. Yeah. So so now I, I help people well, specifically from the corporate world and like big, big tech companies, because that's kind of my background to well to regain that self-confidence and, and kind of restore that that relationship they have with themselves um, so that they can. I mean, it's it's funny because I, I, I sell my I put position myself as overcoming imposter syndrome. But actually, what I really end up doing is helping people become comfortable with it and not not try to get rid of it, but actually embrace it and see it as as one of your your best friends. Mm-hmm. And the, and the same with with self confidence, it's what ends up happening is we we believe that confidence is this ultimate state that we're gonna gonna reach. But actually, what what ha- what what I believe is is more important is courage and and taking action and doing things scared. That's that's way more important than actually confidence itself. And so my clients will often come to me to work on self-confidence and post syndrome. And, and at the end of it, they, they, maybe, maybe their self-confidence and post syndrome are still there, but their relationship to it has completely changed and they're actually okay with it. And they're actually, they feel more at ease and more at peace and they've come to terms with the fact that it's okay and that there's nothing wrong with them. And so, so that's kind of, yeah, the, the journey that I, that I take my clients on. Wow. So people come with one thing, oh my gosh, imposter syndrome. Ah. Yeah. And you're like, well, let's slow, slow down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> slow down. Let's look at your relationship to that and let's shift mm. the way that you make it mean about imposter syndrome. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So for somebody who's experiencing imposter syndrome mm-hmm. right now and they don't want anyone to know and they've been hiding it for years and they feel like they're just about to, you know, what advice would you give to them? So or tips because we don't really give advice tips suggestions. No, I know. Well, one of my there's there's a few there's so many ways of, of looking at it. Yeah. So maybe one one interesting one interesting um, idea is that the there's the one the one difference between someone who has who experiences imposter syndrome and someone who doesn't experience imposter syndrome is just a thought, mm. right? So it's just a thought. It's just one thought. That that makes makes you believe you're an imposter versus makes you not believe you're an imposter, and so I'm no Zen Buddhist monk yet, so I haven't been able to control my thoughts and like you know make myself think differently. But but what has really helped me is to to kind of see, you know, because we we're, we're not our thoughts; we're the ones observing our thoughts. And so if you can kind of label this imposter syndrome as as a specific type of thought so let's let's say you call it you call it your imposter it's your imposter and mm-hmm. so you label it so that so that it kind of becomes separate to you so it's not it's not you anymore it's just this this little oh this imposter imposter alex you you can call it uh this little imposter alex who's who's telling you these thoughts and and then i like to imagine that that imposter alex is actually a five-year-old and so, you know, if a five-year-old came came to you, like 
maybe when someone, a five-year-old in your family came to you and said, you know, Karita, you're not good at this. Like, you're terrible. You're going to be found out. Like, you shouldn't be doing this. Like, you would just be like, oh, you're cute. Like, you know, you, you, you probably, you probably, you're the, probably a bit insecure. You give them some love and give them a hug. Mm-hmm. And so kind of that's my, like, it's a simple technique, but it, it works pretty well. It's just to imagine that the, the imposter voice in your head is that of a five-year-old. Right. And it's just a version of you. It's just a part of you that needs a bit of love, that needs a bit of reassurance. And it's also, it's also there. It's got your best interest at heart. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's actually there to keep you safe, yeah. but it doesn't realize that there's no actual danger. Mm-hmm. And and so when you can kind of distance yourself from that thought by labeling it and imagining it as, as a little version of you, then it loses a lot of its power over you. Mm-hmm. So that's that would be like a quick, a simple tip. On- okay. Detach yourself yeah. from your thoughts. Think of a five-year-old and give them some love. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's awesome. That is an amazing tip. And I feel like, you know, imposter syndrome it it shows up no matter where you are in your career Mm -hmm. and this is the unwrap your gift podcast yeah people who I talk about gifts a lot and having internal gifts and I'm going to share a bit of information about what I describe a gift as yeah so I describe a gift as a natural talent or ability something that you do naturally to you it comes easily it comes freely and when I talk about gifts, what would you say your gift is? Mm. So I would say the gift that I've, it's a gift that I've recently discovered. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was that important of a gift, but it's, it's to give my full presence and attention. So it's, it's giving myself Mm. to the people that that I that I spend time with mm. and 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 giving them my full attention mm-hmm. and and listening from a place of trying to understand not trying to respond yes yes I love that because that's important as a coach mm. to be able to really be with somebody and give them that attention with a clear listening no judgment just be with them that's a very powerful yeah. to have and from from that gift can you see how that may have showed up throughout your life in before you identified what it was can you see how that has shown up throughout your life well I can see how it's it's something but before I knew about it Mm. it was actually hindering me in in many areas because I wasn't doing right because I was trying to be something different I wasn't embracing my gift Mm. and I was trying to be someone who would you know contribute and talk and and say something clever say intelligent stuff whereas my my gift is actually listening asking questions curiosity mm-hmm. and so i i guess i kind of grew up in this world where you know you think that intelligence means um it means saying clever things it means knowing the most about history knowing the most about like um like yeah world politics and and all that and so so I was always trying to be someone like that but that was never me like uh, my true gift was listening my true gift was just being with people 
Wow. This is all about owning your gift. Yeah. Owning your gift, being true to yourself. And, you know, with society, we've got certain ways that seem like they're the way that we should be, but we all have our own way of being. Mm-hmm. And owning your gift and accepting your gift as well as your gift, that is an important thing to do. So I always like to ask people, what would you say is one of your favorite quotes? What would you say is one of your favorite quotes? Uh, so, I mean, I mean, I have so many. I'm a, I'm a quotes guy. But mm. let's let's stay on the theme of imposter syndrome. Yeah. So and it's a it's a quote by Ricky Gervais, oh. who says, "The best advice I ever received was, no one else knows what they're doing either." <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah. yeah. That 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 definitely does hit imposter syndrome, because it's like it's, it's not just me. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure this this podcast will get a lot of people coming forward saying, oh, my gosh, it was like <laughs> directly to me. I'm not alone. Yeah. Yeah. Because no one no one really knows what they're doing. Like if you if you think about like life and, you know, what we're here or doing on this planet, no one knows what they're doing. And, they're, and there's this false preconception that there is a specific way to live your life, that you should be, you know, owning own a house and do this, have family, have kids at this stage of your life. And if you're not doing that, if you haven't progressed in your company, there's this idea that there's there's a right way of doing it. But there there's no right way of doing it. And once you can kind of connect with that and realize that there's nothing wrong with you, we're all just doing our best, figuring it out as we go along. And there's no right or way way to right or wrong way to live your life. Then you can just get on with it and, and worry less about what's going on around yes yes yeah when you were speaking I heard the affirmations I am enough yeah. and I trust myself yeah exactly it's it's about trusting yourself mm. it's this I had um, one of my clients recently um so we do we we write when we start coaching together uh, with my clients will I ask them to write a letter to themselves from the future and uh, so so they start off and they have an idea of exact where they want to end up and then she was reflecting about this about this letter and she was like because in the letter she said you know after these four months of working together I hope to have more clarity about where I'm going and more clarity about my life mm. but but now I've realized that actually clarity is not important like and actually what I what I got out of this coaching was that I am completely comfortable and I feel no shame in not knowing in the unknown and not knowing where I'm going. Yes. And so she came to me because she wanted to, she wanted to know things. She wanted to be able to predict and plan and know exactly what's happening. Mm -hmm. But after the coaching, she, what she actually got from it was this, this comfortableness with the unknown and being okay and trusting herself and that whatever happens happens for a reason and whatever happens, she'll be okay because she, she knows she's resilient and she trusts in her ability to figure it out as she as as she goes along yeah I trust myself that's so powerful and that just that realization is like a big weight off your shoulders like I don't have it all together it doesn't have to be perfect I don't it doesn't all have to be right I've got this exactly love that so what would you say is a message that you would love to leave with the audience today what message would you love to leave with the audience today 
I would say just, again, like no one knows what they're doing. Trust yourself, figure it, figure it out as, as you go. And, and whatever happens, like you'll be okay. Mm, got it. Whatever happens, you will be okay. Trust yourself and you got this. Yes. That is brilliant. That's brilliant, Alex. So let everybody know how can they get hold of you if they want to get hold of you. Just let them know. Yeah. So you can follow me on on LinkedIn, um, Alex Oster, Alex Ostergaard, and I have um, I have a, a scorecard that you can fill out that gives you loads of tips on on how to improve your confidence and overcome imposter syndrome. So so feel free to use that. Or just send me a DM on, on LinkedIn. That's, that's where I spend most of my time is on LinkedIn. You're amazing at LinkedIn. I wanted to yes, say, <laughs> I follow you. Every time you post, I'm like, gosh, your next posting. <laughs> you're brilliant. I'm sure you've got lots of fans out there as well, which is great. So follow Alex on LinkedIn if you're not already. He's great. Post some really good content. And yeah, get in touch. So thank you so much for joining us today. You have been a great guest. I feel like, I feel a bit seen, I'll be honest with you. I feel <laughs> <laughs> but I also feel relieved to know that I'm not the only one. And so uh, thousands or millions of people out there, they can relate to this topic today. So thank you so much for sharing. Thank you, Karita, and for your presence and amazing, amazing energy. I've really, really enjoyed talking uh, to you today. And, and thanks for being with me on this journey and for how much you have contributed uh, to to how, how I'm doing and, and you've always been there for me so I appreciate you thank you I really got that you are amazing Alex this is great <laughs> <laughs> so guys remember we are all born with a gift and we all have special skills talents and gifts that we can use to be successful and now's the time to unwrap your gifts subscribe to the podcast and see you soon <laughs>